Welcome to Juice Podcast. I'm Emily Harmon. I'm Gwen Douglas. Today we're discussing Mulatogal. Mulatogal. <laughs> Very sensual. Very sensual. I, I, don't know. I don't know how else to say that. It, it has a kind of Mulatogal. The just, name, yeah. The name probably oversells the varietal in a lot of ways, doesn't yeah. it? When you say it like that, it you probably sound. don't get what you're expecting to right. get. Out of the... Like, no one's yeah. saying, mmm, serving your milk. <laughs> like, everyone's like, yeah, Savvy B. It's funny that you should bring up some Millie T. Millie T. Savvy B, Millie T. Yeah. I want to just throw that out there. I think this is the new word for Muller gal that everybody needs to be saying, I'm having a bit of mully. I'm having Muller. Some mully. Muller. Muller. Yeah, that sounds like Muller Corner. Some... Oh, no. I it's not a bad that. thing. Someone says things. that in England. There's an English producer that's always like, yeah, this with the muller. And I'm like, oh, what are you muller. talking about? But I think mully tea. Mully tea. Mully tea, savvy bee. Totally something the my mully. sister would say. Mully. Mully I'll tea. meet you for a bottle of mully. I just think it's funny that you already mentioned Sauvignon Blanc because I feel like this guy gets the same bad rap that Sauvignon Blanc gets from It songs. does, and I don't think it's necessarily as good as Sauvignon no. either. <laughs> I might agree. As a varietal, like in general. Right. I feel yeah, like general, you're probably general, like... General, general, general. Yes. General, general, general. Yes, because <laughs> there's definitely... One of these I haven't tried yet, so we don't know. Uh, and then the other one I've definitely had a lot when we've talked about it. It's come up in conversation in a couple of podcasts. So I'm excited to have it again because I'm always excited to have it. Why does that say Ravana Trocken? Because Ravana is its street name. Is it? It's one of the street names of Mulatoga. Look at you. Oh my <laughs> God. You're like Mrs. Ara. I think there needs to be almost like a badge that says aromatic ambassador or like Mrs. Like, look how happy yeah, you are for saying that. It has a couple of st- okay. street names. I love that them. you've got your little cat shaped They're actually cucumbers. llamas from the Heyman. The, the that Netherlands. looks like that's not a llama. Oh, yes, it is. Okay. It's a llama. But it looks slightly catty. Yeah. So apparently it has some other names that I wrote down on my llamas. <laughs> but it's also known as Rivana or Riesling Silvana. Or no way! No one's Riesling calling it... Silvani. In other countries. Yeah, but that's a very misleading name Come for it. Come on. We've all looked at something online and been like, what the fuck grape is that? And then you're like, oh, it's one of those. Like, they just wanted to, like, be special. Also, like, it doesn't <laughs> seem like it's legal to call it Riesling Silvano because there would be a lot of people that would go, oh, it's Silvano and Riesling. Very confused, yes. So, but Rivana... Are you sure that that is actually Muldergau, yes. Riesling, Silvana, or that is a word for Rivana and Rivana is Riesling, Silvana? No, Rivana is Muldergau. This is made in Germany, in the Pfalz, and one of the other names... So maybe, I would assume, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that since historically Muldergau hasn't had a great rap, that why would you want to put it on your label? You might be like, let's... Let's, let's rebrand just, it. Let's yeah, just use right. Ravana. Yeah. Because this maybe has a... Like, I actually had no clue. And when I went into this particular wine shop, because I didn't know any other Militoga that I wanted to drink other than the one you brought, I was a little bit stressed about it. And I uh, went into the shop and I asked him if he had any Militoga. And he said, actually, I have this Ravana. And I was at um, the harvest last year. So that's why I brought it. The guy was at the harvest last year. Yes, the oh, guy okay. at the shop oh, was okay. at the harvest. Like, and he was like, I don't like, have Mulatoga, but it's like, did she called Ravana. Did she go to the TARDIS? Did she go back in time? I, I might have. Oh. There I was. The guy at the shop. 
Well, let's give it a go then. Yeah. Should we just open them both? Thank oh, God. I think let's start with yours. Thank God we can just like toss these. Goodbye. Out the window. Do you know how much you're going to regret having to climb over that next time that you don't do your homework? You're just so happy that you did your homework and you're so happy that there's screw caps and that you don't have to use use it. it. So I'm going to unscrew both of these and we can decide which one we do. No, we're definitely starting with that one. All right. Yes, it's going to be, I think, a lot lighter. Yes. Not necessarily lighter, but... We'll see. I don't know. The alcohol percentage is higher, I think, in this one. What's this? 12.5. Mine's 11.5. But this... Mine has skin contact, so... Ah, yes. I'm sorry. Street name, oh, engaged. different, yeah, very different. Very different, I think. I mean, I already figured when I looked at the notes on this. So, for anybody that's not familiar with Muller Turgau, yes, it's important to discuss what Muller Turgau is. So it's a great. Oh, back to the llamas. <laughs> the lo- I love, I love it. She's like, uh, look, I've never seen you so proud to deliver your homework <laughs> because it's I the first know. time in like. Oh, no. Almost 40 episodes that you've actually homework. done your homework. No, that's not true. I had many printouts. Whenever did you come with a printout? There many. was never llamas. Do you know how much of it? And it's not llamas, but I had full printouts. I have pages. never seen... Oh, you are such oh, a liar. Oh, no, I can even show you. They're all still at home. I keep... All right, well, I don't want to sh- slay me. I was about to say slut shame. <laughs> that was wrong. It's not slut at all. She did her homework. Slut. <laughs> just so everybody knows it's crossing so it's not right. um like an original vitis vinifera it's not like riesling uh chardonnay blah 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 blah, blah. um this it's is like dolly the sheep <laughs> i don't know what that reference means you don't have it who's the, dolly clone, the, the sheep, clone sheep so the it's not dolly Parton sheep Mm-mm. i feel like she'd make a good sheep england they cloned a sheep and then they named it england dolly. or wales <laughs> <laughs> wow this episode is <laughs> Going down the toilet fast. Someone's going to flush it, hopefully. Yes, that's what's here. (laughs) This will be forever known as the Muller Slut Chugout episode. (laughs) It's going to be a mess. But here we are. (laughs) Yeah, so this is actually a crossing of of Riesling with a table grape. Ah, Madeleine Royale. I can't tell you much about what that table grape was like, but... Interesting enough, I think it's quite yeah. funny because when you try this wine, it's quite, it's a little bit more simple. Yes, I was going to say, it's a bit tabley wine. Yes. Yeah. Ta- what does... Tabley <laughs> wine. <laughs> oh, it's, it's one of those tabley <laughs> But technical terms coming wine. from Gwen right We have now. a lot of hashtags already happening <laughs> in the last five minutes. 
I think that's not the one anybody's ever going to remember as tably wine. wine. <laughs> I feel like there are a lot of Brits out there that from now on are going to be like, that's a very tably wine. <laughs> and no one's going to have a clue what they're saying. <laughs> but um, Some girl with a bow with a rose on her collar told me that tably wine, wine is a wine descriptor. But what I was going to say is that when I looked up this wine, because obviously I bought it randomly at a shop that I don't go to that often, whose name I don't remember, and... I, when I looked up the notes, even the uh, the winemaker says that it's best for making schorle. So, I mean, that already for, tells you. Okay, schorle, the Germans or the people yes. residing in Germany understand what schorle is. So, a spritz. So, like, adding sparkling a spritzer, water. So, a schorle is a spritzer. Yeah. So, essentially, there's a, there's a huge culture of drinking <laughs> spritzers. In Germany and in Austria. Yeah. It's quite common that if you go out for the night, you can drink Weisweinschorle, white wine, yeah. spritzer all night, and it's very normal. Also, because actually you go to a lot of places, the wines are awful. Yes. It's the best way to drink. If you're going to have to do it, it's like a good way to sort of drink. And, I've done it on a night out, and, and actually it's pretty good. I, yeah, sometimes it's the only option. If I've gone to... I mean, yeah. I remember going out with uh, you and a few friends one night and staying out super late, and I didn't want to be hungover the next day, but wanted to stay out and still participate. So I drank hmm. Weisweinschorle until like 4.30 in the morning, woke up with no hangover. Ace. I don't know who that was with, and I'm sure that there it's was definitely some... with you. <laughs> don't feel like it. Yeah, it was in good. some bar, it was like downstairs, there was a dance floor. Did you dance? There was a birthday. Oh, I know the, I know the time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I woke up feeling great the next Oh, day. now I know. Yeah, yeah. But... Not the one you don't want to be drinking by itself. No. True. You don't want to be no. drinking in a basement. But you want to grab one. Put a bit of spritz. So, out. yeah, the Schorle thing is one thing. So, obviously, Muller-Turgau. Also, you see a bit with Silvana and average Riesling here as well. Okay. That it's quite common right. for it to be diluted with sparkling water. I do have some sparkling water if we want to try it with some sparkling well, water. Well, this almost feels like it's already It's gone, already there. It? I know. It's a bit watery. Yeah. But... I think I think uh, if you're into Riesling, if you're into Sauvignon, it's kind of a good win- midway point between uh, yeah. Riesling and Sauvignon in a way, in a more simpler way. So if you're I also into, think like, a Pinot Gris drinker would probably drink this happily. But it's a bit fresher, that's all. Because yeah. when you smell it, it's got this slight, um, like it's it's very citrusy, yes. almost to the point where it smells like a household cleaning product. Yeah, it's got a bit of like the fake lemon in a glass of yes. water thing yeah, going yeah. on. Yeah, so there's this going on, there's a floral edge, aromatic edge, Yes. but then uh, this like green edge which is verging on vegetal, which okay. reminds me a bit of like this grapefruity vegetal but floral aspect that you see with Sauvignon. Okay. But it's dry and it's crisp yeah. and it's light. I mean, so, I it's inoffensive. Mm, Depends what offends you. Yeah. <laughs> Emily's offended in different ways than I am. This wouldn't offend me. If I went to someone's house and they weren't big wine drinkers and they served this to me, I would probably say, like, it's drinkable. It's not, like, offensive in the sense that, like, it's going to make me unwell. I'm not like... Yeah, I mean, it's not... It's, it, I mean, it's like, inoffensive. But when do we ever talk about wines being offensive to the No, I know. Well. But I'm just saying that, Is like, there a wine that's ever been that offensive? I mean, there are some wines... Have you been that offended by wine? No, but I've definitely it. been, like... I mean, the, the, the Speti episode... Yeah, you can't, you cannot complain because you were responsible it. for bringing those responsible. awful wines. I didn't make them. I didn't know. It was a challenge. I failed at the challenge. What can I say? I feel like you need a little fan. You went into like full dams and like dams in stress mode. Like, I don't know. I just I was know. doing my thing. But I, I don't think it's offensive. I don't think it's, 
It's not something This is I'm so, like, but it, for me, I think more on the Sauvignon style than Riesling, but somewhere in between because it's lighter, fresh, high acidity, yeah. floral, but it's big time citrus. And I could totally do this as a spritz yeah, yeah. and be happy with this. I'd be fine, like, sitting on a terrace somewhere along a canal, like having... Mulu Turgau, Frosé. Oh. Or... Well, I mean, we can't say frosé. What's the word for Muller Turgau? Oh, my God. Frozen I drinks. I saw what happened with the Gewürztraminer episode. I don't know. Oh, the Gewürztraminer. <laughs> so, I, <laughs> I don't know if I can... Muller Frosemeter. I don't know. Frozen Muller. <laughs> Fro- frozen Muller. Like, that sounds Frilla. like... Frilla. Frilla. You'd be like... Frilla Turgau. Frilla Turgau. Frilla Turgau. Freezy Turgau. Frigid. No, not frigid. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get like that. Frigid. Right. You frigid wine. <laughs> Damn Put you. Put out. Yeah. I feel like this episode is going downhill very quickly. No, but really, what would you... You've got to have... Come on. You're the one that usually comes up with lots of puns. Your eyes are watering. Because I, I was <laughs> laughing so hard and then I was like, they're glazing over because I don't know how to... All I can think of is Gewürztraminer. It's like it's like, oh, I'm, like I'm stuck not... like on a record. Gewürztraminer. Yes. Müller Müller Frogau. 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 All right. I think, I think Müller Frogau is okay, but it's not catchy. It's not catchy. Well, I think Fröller. <laughs> Freezy McMuller. That's mine. <laughs> Freezy McMuller. I mean, I think there'd be people lining up for that. McFröller. McFröller. All right, we're going to move on from this. Okay. But do we do we think that this is... Because Muller Turgau had... So we had a terrible time. It, I mean, it's had a terrible time, let's say, its whole life. Let's yeah. <laughs> be real. Um, we were reading a little bit earlier, and it's a sort of post-war, a lot of Muller Turgau was planted here in Germany as a way to sort of, like, kickstart the wine industry here again post-war well and also like you have to remember like germany's a cool climate uh country in terms of a lot of the regions are still very cool climate right. even the warmer regions are still cool climate so having a great variety like Müller-Turgau, that because of its crossing it ripens much earlier than riesling does right. it means that you just have this uh reliability so the wines Anyway, because the hang time of the fruit, so the, the time that the fruit is on the vine, on okay. is shorter, so you don't have this level of complexity. Uh, if you look at a lot of the wines that do have high complexity, they have longer hang mm. times, Nebbiolo, Riesling. So it was probably great post-war as a way to yeah, like, well, just grow, like, hey, get we know going. that this yeah. is going to deliver, we can have a wine that's, pro- well, we can produce wine from a grape that's been going to consistently ripen when right. we want it to, and Germany back then would have been a bit cooler than it is today anyway. Yeah, right. Um, so that's sort of why it's temperature-wise. <laughs> no, it's cool. Yeah, I mean, Germany's different to Berlin. We're not yeah. talking about Berlin. Anyway. Sorry, that was my yeah, I don't interjection. <laughs> Germany's got a lot cooler since then. Yeah. It has. Not no. just Berlin. Um, but, um, no, we love Germany. But I think, um, yeah, obviously, temperature-wise. Right. It's, it's warmer now than it was before. It would have been cooler back then. Yeah, and also, so you know, like you do, if you're post-war, also, um, obviously, the uh, division of Germany as well. I mean, most of the grapes anywhere planted in the West, not in the yeah. East, so it wouldn't have impacted it so strongly, having uh, the the division of Germany, but uh, still, recovering from right. a war. You need something poor. that's quick, easy yeah, to you handle. you just want to know that you can... Right. 
So what happened is lots of this stuff was planted post-war. It, it's, it did revitalize the German uh, winemaking industry in a way. But then it also, when it came to the 80s, when people were drinking more wine, when there was more money around, then suddenly it kind of destroyed the credibility of German wine because it was a big part of Liebfraumelsch and some of these sweeter exports that were not that delicious. So it kind of gave Germany a bad rap for a long time. But it's still yeah, recovering and I also, from I also think the grape variety itself is still recovering a little bit from that because, okay, now there are a handful of producers that are making interesting wines with right. a little out and doing it in a more interesting way. And I think actually these two... That's why I'm happy we have these two. Yeah, yes. they're good. Um, they're quite different contrast. in style. Yeah, good contrast. Uh, but I think actually we're going to see um, Muller coming Muller 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 coming back um, <laughs> because because there are a number of producers making yeah. it a little bit more interesting by experimenting with different. I techniques. just thought of Frumo. <laughs> Frumo, yeah, that's not bad. Frumo, it's cute. Frumo too. Frumo too. Oh my god. Frumo too. Frumo too. Winner. Okay. Frumo gal. Frumo gal. <laughs> Wow, from. <laughs> Do you want to join me for a frumu gal? Someone... If you said that, like, can you imagine that? Like, especially for people now, so many people meet online, online dating. Frumu gal. Would you like to meet me for a frumu gal? Like, there will be somebody that would just be like, oh my god, delete internet dating. And then profile. someone else would be like, yes, please. I don't know what that is, but it sounds sexy. It's speaking my language. I don't understand it. <laughs> Yeah, like you can just pick them up at 7-Elevens from Mugao. It sounds very nice thing to say. It, it sounds good. From yeah. Mugao. Okay, we're going to try this on the next Frozen episode. Yeah, from Mugao. <laughs> Winner! Yeah. So, but I, no, I think it's a so good... Have you read Murakami? Have you drank from Mugao? From Mugao. That's with dairy. It's not for vegans. <laughs> We're going to make a dairy and a non-dairy freezing. Frumugal. No, but I think it's a very nice (laughs) combination that we have. Actually, this sort of classic Mulatogao. Yes. I did actually want to bring one in the classic Mulatogao bottle, because are they not usually in a sort of flat... No. Have they not historically? Am I totally wrong on this? There's like a shape of a bottle. Boop. The book's very German. No, so this is um, Racing from Franken. Oh, I've, I've seen Mulatogas in that bottle too. They, just well, they might be as well, but they're from, they're from that region. Mm. So it's a regional specific okay. uh, bottle shape. I know it to be the bottle shape that's been in Riesling, but I'm sure that it's in other right. ra- ra- other varietals are in it. But yeah, it's from Franken. Okay, cool. Mm. Learning Bucks something. Yeah. So I think we're both ready to move on from this one. I think we should. That was quite pleasant. I don't know, like, it's not maybe a wine that I would buy cases of all, no. cases of for my house. And just so, because again, as we always forget, we never read out the name of the wine. So this is Ravana Trocken, 2018. Is that Crook? Crook? Is that the yeah, producer? Kuk. Yeah, exactly. Weingut Crook. Crook? Crook. Crook. Yeah. So Weingut Crook. Yes. In the faults. Yeah, so that's like crook, but the U has an umlaut on the top. It makes it sexy. Uh, I don't know about that, but... I mean, you, you could argue with a lot of Americans that like to put umlauts on things. Do they actually? Yes, they do. Like, they like what? Uh, there's a lot of tattooers that like to put a little... Um, I mean, they put them randomly over A's, U's, O's, just to give themselves the... Or the names? Or... edge, yeah. It's weird. Can anybody actually try their names no. with the... Because then when you pronounce it the way that they've written it with the umlaut, it sounds ridiculous. Because it's always like a, it's like, no, I don't think you meant it like that. It's very strange. 
idiotic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't have said it better. Write me a list. I'm going to be contacting them all <laughs> one by one. You're I'm going to put them in idiot. their place. You're an idiot. You're an idiot. You're an idiot. You're an idiot. I'm going to read your names we'll out talk. to you. Yeah. <laughs> we, we'll talk once you remove those little dots above your name, which you clearly have no idea. Yeah. Get rid of all of... If, you, if it's written in English, get rid of all those bits and pieces. Yeah, because, I mean, interestingly, we're talking about the umlaut, but Müller uh, has, has an umlaut. Müller Turgau has an umlaut, umlaut over the U. Which actually gives it the same kind of sound as when you say umlaut. Müller. Yeah. yeah, because if you were English, you'd say Müller or Muller. Muller, I think. Muller yeah. or Müller. I think Muller, 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 Muller. Muller. Muller or Müller. I think you'd say Müller, but it's Müller. Müller. I also think that when it's like not written with the umlaut, right, it's going to be like a U-E. Yeah. Who says No one says Muller. I really hope no one says Muller. You know that somebody's dad does somewhere. Somewhere there's a dad being like, oh yeah, give me some of that Muller Turgau. Yeah, probably. Somewhere. I'm excited. Your dad or? No, my dad. He knows. He's too busy drinking. Yeah, <laughs> I like that you winked when you said that. My dad's drinking. <laughs> Why? Did I love, you? It, love <laughs> it. They're cute. They drink. They drink Chianti. That's their thing. They like BWs and Chianti. So, a bit of a different kettle of fish here. Mm. I'm really happy that. I'm so different on the nose. This wine yeah. smells of yuzu. Mm, yes. Mm. Yes. 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 Really yeah. big time. It's got this I'm almost like mandarin yuzu citrus on. It's very. It's got this sweet okay, edge it, to it. It's like canned mandarins, though. Yeah. If that makes it may, might make me feel weird. I mean, I'm eating canned mandarins all the time. I mean, I love, I bought some fruit cocktail today, so I don't know. <laughs> I can kind of imagine you like just sitting there with it in like the old like um, sherry trifle glasses. Thing. I love it. <laughs> It's because Lucas is going out of town for the weekend. I was like, yeah, girl, get yourself some fruit cocktail. Oh, yeah, to all judge the you. But this yeah. does have a little bit of fruit cocktail edge where it's almost yeah, like tinned pineapple. There's a tin, this little tin something going yeah, on. Yeah, quite handy nice. fruit. I yeah. think definitely yuzu, if for the yeah. more civilised person, yuzu. Tinned mandarin. The skin for of the, pears. For the... Not the flesh of pears, but the skin of pears. When you hold like a nice pear up, it's got that yeah. like pear skin. Hmm. Yeah, ripe pear. I agree with that 100%. I think definitely a little bit of this like pineapple, sweet pineapple edge. And you know what I really like pineapple. about it though? Is when you taste it, it's not as insane as you, all the things that you smell. There's some of it there, but it's so like easy to drink and not cloying mm. and not over. It's just nice. It's so good. It's really lovely. I love this one. Um, I second that feeling. This is the one, this is one of the wines. The so we're tasting now the 2008 Müller Turgau from Bianca and Daniel Schmidt, who uh, biodynamic producer uh, in Rheinhessen. Actually, one of my favourite producers in Germany. They're a young couple, late twenties, uh, maybe possibly approaching thirty soon. Young family, making very, very dynamic, interesting wines, completely biodynamic, they're certified too. The wines unfined, unfiltered, wild yeast. Uh, so the wines do sometimes have this cloudy, hazy mm-hmm. colour to the wines. Uh, but what I love about it is though, even though for the average person on the street, they look at the wine and they say, okay, it's a bit cloudy, it's a little bit unusual. It tastes so good. But 
It's pristine. It's so clean. Pristine and very expressive. Yes. So that's what I love. There's so much character, so much flavour. It's almost like jam-packed with flavour, but fresh and uh, <laughs> precise. Yes. You cannot go wrong with this one. Like, yeah. you could bring it anywhere. Someone is going to be... Like, everyone's going to be happy. I mean, we've talked about this in previous episodes, where this, for me, is one of the go-to party wines I bring. Yeah, and this is... If I was... If I was anything Asian, like Southeast Asian, Vietnamese, oh, totally. Thai, even Indian food. Totally. Shit. Their Riesling or the Militergau, so versatile with those. Yeah. Because it's low alcohol, high yeah. acidity, and then this lovely expression of fruit. Yeah. I really, like, can't say enough nice things about this wine. So this, a little bit different to the wine before, because we don't know yeah, the totally. full technical or tech, technical information about the wine before. However, the wine that we're trying now is... As we said, biodynamic, blah, blah, blah. But it's also, um, it's 50% of the grapes have had six weeks of skin contact. Oh, really? Yeah, which is, so it's partial oh, skin contact, which is why we're getting a, a different little, expression. Yeah, right. I think that's why we see more pronounced exotic fruit uh, and the terpenic, yeah. the citrusy notes. And then also this different texture, a little bit of grip. Yeah. So we're getting a little Just bit more on the palate yeah. and on the nose, which for this varietal, I think Mulatogal actually very interesting on skins yeah. i mean as we talked about in the skin contact episode i yeah. think this is where so many grapes that have been sort of forgotten in conventional winemaking get to live a second life again in mm. a whole new way because they're expressed completely i mean these are this is apples and oranges really to compare these as like two are yeah. they both they're both 100 percent. yeah right <laughs> yeah, yeah but like 100 yeah. percent of this same grape with a bit of skin contact with a lot of skin contact, actually. Yes. I mean, it kind of shows you how light this grape is, that it has that many days skin contact and it's still... 11.5% and it's still yeah. got like this lovely subtle yes, freshness exactly. at the same time. It's not overblown. So I actually think this like new push towards trying aromatics or different grapes on skins is going to change the way we think about so many grapes. So it's actually really exciting to like revisit some of the old things. Make them new again. This is also a great wine for people who are a bit curious of orange wine or skin contact aromatics. This is a great wine. I think yeah. it's like an entry point for a lot of people. I actually even think that this is a great wine for people that aren't necessarily huge wine drinkers. I think you could give this to someone that's like... A beer drinker. Yeah. Craft beer drinker. Yeah, and not even because I think orange wines go well for a lot of craft beer drinkers because they love that sort of... There's a lot of similar like taste profiles I think between craft beer and orange wines but I think even for someone that's like I don't really drink wine I think you could give them a glass of this and they would enjoy it because it's just nicely balanced it's not too high acid it's not too low acid there's enough fruit it's not too much fruit it's just sort of the perfect mm. middle in everything it's like, it doesn't matter what you're into you're gonna like it do you agree I agree no I do I think you're right I think it's um this particular wine is very accessible and I think um, it's interesting we've tried kind of, if I think about this particular varietal, I, I mean you never see Muller-Turgau oaked for example or yeah, aged right. and I think we see it in this very fresh sort of primary state, a little right. bit like a lot of bulk Sauvignon right. is produced, we see that style of Muller. 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 And then it's kind of hard not to say it a bit I sexy, know. right? Oh, Mula. Yeah. It's character from Cluedo. Maybe it should should it be like the little the little brother to Cabernet Monsieur no. Mula. 
have made me really go, whoa, so it made me turn it's my head. different, right. Yeah, like there's a producer as well, I've mentioned before, Endella and Mole, the Muller gal that they produce, also sold by Rocket yeah. Wine, and a newcomer in London, amazing. Yeah, cool. Amazing, amazing, amazing. So the Schmidt that we're trying now, just, so you, did you buy the white, the... Crook? I bought it here at... I bought it here in, or no, I actually bought it at a shop that I pass on the way to Fraulein Brussel whose name I don't remember, which okay. is very sad. That's okay. They sell a lot of Bad beers. they really cute shop. They're on the corner. Um, but okay. yeah. And the Schmidt that I, I got here is from Vinnie Hulter. Yes. My favorite shop. Because when she, we said we were going to do a Miller Chugat episode, otherwise we would both have shown up with this one. So I know, and then I was like, I've already got it. So actually I think it's good that I brought something a bit more yeah. conventional because I think it's the nice contrast to is contrast the two. Yeah, because totally. it does have a long history of not having a great name in Germany and actually like bringing down the German wine game yeah. for a while. So I think it's really nice to show that the new generation of Militergau has a great appeal. Yeah, and like I think if you're into aromatics, particularly Sauvignon, if you want something that's kind of lighter, more citrusy, a little bit more edgy than Sauvignon, edgy in the way because it's fresher and citrusy, and not edgy in the way that yeah. it's different. Not it's like, a bit different in the sense that it's not like a conventional... But not in the way where it's like... No, it's not you know, like, like crazy it's not rock and roll, no, no, no. but it's... Um, if you want something sort of lighter, more citrus-focused... I think it's fun. Uh, and a little bit more on that slightly exotic, you know, fresher style. Yeah. Especially I mean, with skins. Get into it and yeah. try it. And a couple of... I think we will see more producers working with totally. this to over the next few years. Because now it's not like... The little mm, grape variety yeah. that people are ashamed of. Actually, it's something that you can... Yeah, yeah. It's the grape variety. And this is down to, like, the new generation just Definitely. being bold. Yes, being and bold. trying new things and, like, experimenting with things that have been yes. thrown away or forgotten about. Because imagine, like, if the everything has been turned around on the Turgau, lots of those vines were being ripped up and replaced with other things, or they were just being forgotten about. Mm-hmm. So there are probably plenty of small farms that were bought out by people where it was like, oh, this is useless now. So it's nice to see things being made new, new again. I like it. I like it too. It's a great house party wine. I've said it before. My two favorite go-tos for a house yeah, party. Yeah, I mean, anything you Schmidt by like Magnum or Double Magnum. And the prices are, the are so ultimate. good. Yeah, yeah. I think the prices are phenomenal on these If wines. you're cooking anything with any form of spice, citrus, or aromatic compounds, or anything from the Middle East through to like, even to Japanese food, like just, you just, just like it goes yeah. through every, I, I, I don't know, actually I don't know any cuisine that it wouldn't work with. I steer away from German and French food. It's too heavy, And I sort think, of like yeah, too Northern saucy. European stuff, yeah. but like as soon as you hit like the Mediterranean, you go like anywhere South or anywhere East. Easy peasy. Amazing. Yeah. Even Mexican food. Yes. That would be killer. Oh yeah, God. with like lime juice and new. I'm going in. <laughs> it's Friday, bitches. It is. <laughs> it is. It's always Friday. It's always yeah. Friday. <laughs> we uh, yeah. We live in Friday. We're living in Fridays. Mm-hmm. But um, mm. thank you again for tuning in. Uh, please, 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 if you're interested in watching 
any of our video content because a lot of our viewers or listeners, listeners. sorry, a lot of our listeners are, are tuning into us over all of our audio platforms, which is really great as we're now in at least 63 different countries, which yeah. is amazing. Super fun. But please, uh, please find us on YouTube so you can see us. <laughs> Making fools of ourselves. I feel like there's a bit more comedy going on sometimes in the silence. Exactly. <laughs> you can see all of our frowns and disapproving looks at each other. So we have a YouTube channel. So just um, on YouTube, search Juice Wine Podcast and, and subscribe so you can support us. And uh, we'll keep bringing you more video content. Yep. You can find us on Instagram at juice.podcast. Twitter at juice underscore podcast. And on the web at juice.show where you can pick up a snazzy toad as pictured in the video. It holds eight bottles. You can probably carry at least four magnums of Schmidt in this. And uh, <laughs> otherwise you'll see us next week. I'm Gwen Douglas. I'm Emily Harmon. Until we see each other again.